0: Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program.
1: If you're not familiar with this cheer, you should be. The Mona Vista Youth Cheerleaders are wowing audiences at local ball games, parades, and various events across the town and beyond. To find out all about this new group of young cheerleaders, we got together with coaches Jessica and Jenny to learn their history, future plans, and hear how the Lore Foundation stepped up to provide the support they needed in this banner year of growth. Enjoy.
2: I'm Adam and we're back talking with Yvette Atencio, Community Officer for the Lore Foundation. As we've touched on throughout this series of podcasts, the Lore Foundation is looking for solutions to problems in the town of Monta Vista. The question being asked, what's your kind of Monta Vista? Joining Yvette to talk about a unique and absolutely adorable group of youth cheerleaders are Jessica Ornell's head coach and Jenny Emmons, assistant coach. Welcome to SL Voices, everybody. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. This is the seventh in the series of podcasts we've done for the Lower Foundation. You can, of course, go back and listen to all of the previous podcasts on slvoices.com or any podcast platform. We've interviewed some really amazing local people, discussed their unique projects, and this one is no less special. Jessica, Jenny, let's get your stories first. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley?
3: I grew up in Paonia, Colorado. That's about 70 miles outside of Grand Junction on the western slope. It's a lot smaller than Monta Vista. It's very overwhelming coming here. I'm a teeny tiny small town girl. Really?
2: People think Monty's a small town.
3: We had about 1,500 people. Oh, okay. It's a lot smaller. My husband to be. He works for San Luis Valley Rural Electric Company as a lineman, so he builds power line and he moved to Alamosa a year ago. Oh no, two years ago. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a long time. And then we joined him in Alamosa and we decided we wanted to buy a house and we found what we're living in now and moved here.
2: Well tell me a little bit about yourself. You past your history. What else have you done?
3: This is my first year coaching. I've never done anything like this before. I used to do home health care and I just needed to find a place where I belonged, and I think I found that.
2: Do you have any particular hobbies or special interests?
3: No, I love to paint, I love to draw, I love to dance, I like to sing. Not very good, but I sing. I love to spend time with my family, and I like to watch hockey with my fiancé. You
2: got a particular favorite team?
3: Colorado Avalanche all the way.
2: Very good. All right, Jessica, how about you? Where are you from and how did you end up here?
4: I was born and raised in the San Luis Valley. I lived in Monta Vista my whole life, starting from Head Start all the way through high school. So go to Monte Vista Pirates. I graduated 2006. My background has been really focused around kids. I worked for the Center School District for many years and started coaching cheerleading when I was 21 for middle school cheerleading. But I was actually a cheerleader for Mata Vista all the way from middle school through high school.
2: So it's in your blood, isn't it's it? It's
4: in my blood. Being able to help the kids is amazing. And being part of this community is amazing. So getting just to be part of something bigger is awesome.
2: In particular, hobbies or special interests.
4: I also love to sing and dance. I love Zumba. I love to spend my free time with my kids and my family.
2: Let's delve right into this. Do either of you know how the Monta Vista Youth Cheerleaders first began?
4: I do. So there's also another coach that coaches alongside us. Her name is Carissa Rivera. She actually came up to me. We're co-workers. She came up to me April 2021. And she said, I remember you were a middle school cheerleading coach in center. Remember, I tried out to be part of your team. She said, I know your daughter is as old as my daughter. What do you think about us starting a cheerleading team? I've already talked to the Parks and Rec director. I just need a coach that knows a little bit more about cheerleading.
3: So it began April 2021.
2: Obviously, you were involved from the start. Jenny, you said you started, what, about a year ago?
3: Yeah, I didn't really come into the picture until October. After we had moved here and I saw one of the parents, she came out to kindergarten pickup and she was wearing one of these t-shirts that Jessica had made that had cheerleading on it and had her daughter's name on it. And I was like, where did you get that? I didn't know there was youth cheer. And she got me in touch with Jessica and we've been talking ever since I started coming to practices. I was a varsity cheerleader in high school, so I had some cheers that I borrowed and we've been using those.
2: Well, and you also all work with the city's recreation department director, Durbin Taylor, on this too. How's it going working with Durbin?
3: So it's amazing. He's very patient with us. He
4: is. We bug him day in and day out for something every week. Durbin, we need this. Durbin, we need that. Durbin, we need keys. Can we practice here? We
3: have something coming up. He's very patient with us. He's been very good to us. It's nice to have him looking out for us.
2: Are you all a nonprofit organization or something along those lines?
4: We run through the Parks and Recreation Department with the City of Mata Vista. They are the ones that handle all of our funds.
2: Do you have like a mission statement or a vision statement? We do. Great. What is that?
3: Our mission and vision is to improve the quality of life of the children of the San Luis Valley in a safe and supportive environment by encouraging youth to be active, productive members of their families, community, and schools. And it's personal to each of us, not only in how it pertains to our own children who are cheerleaders and their peers, but in how it affects the community directly and reflects in our love of the sport as a whole.
2: Now, from what I understand, and again, they're called the Monte Vista Youth Cheerleaders, this program has grown quite a bit this year. To what do you attribute that? What's happened?
4: I want to give the credit to the Lore Foundation. Ah. Without Yvette and the Lore Foundation, there is no way we could have pulled this off this year. We had five little girls up until October of last year when Jenny came on. And we grew to 10, I want to say. We had nine little girls and one little boy with us. We fundraised for everything that we had. Chris and I paid everything out of pocket. And then when Jenny came on, it was out of her pocket. So when we found out about Yvette, she was a godsend because we had no clue how we were going to pull off this year. Well, tell
2: me about the project and working with Yvette.
4: I remember the day that I was put in touch with Yvette. I don't know if she remembers this. I was actually running up and down the field coaching soccer in the cold. And our girls were actually fundraising at this soccer event. We were hosting the soccer games for Parks and Rec. And we needed money for our upcoming season. And uh, we had a parent say, hey, Yvette from the Lore Foundation wants to meet with you. Like, okay, I'm coaching right now. I'll meet with her in a minute. So, you know, that ended and we talked right away. And I think we were in Yvette's office that next week, working on what we needed to do, because we needed help. And we wanted this program to succeed. And we wanted it to grow. And overnight, I think it blew up. Dervin said, okay, you have five girls. Wait, you have 10. You have 20. I think there's 26. We have a group chat between us coaches. Like, what are we going to do with 26 little girls from five to 10 to 26? We were terrified.
2: I remember y'all coming and doing a performance at City Hall for the city council. And that was very early on in all of this too. But still, just amazing. Drew a round of applause from everybody there. And it's just continuing to grow. What kind of specific help has the Lore Foundation provided for you?
4: The Lore Foundation helped with everything that the girls have this year from their complete uniform skirt,
3: shell, pom-poms, pom-poms bows, socks, shoes, bags, warm-ups when it's cold. Well, those were so important. Our cart that we carry
4: everything in, our speaker that we take along with us to practice to events, that's all because of the Lore Foundation. The girls did fundraise, so they were able to make up the funds that we were still lacking. Our goal was with the Lore funds to purchase a complete uniform for each girl get the sizes a little bit bigger for each girl that way they fill out a contract and turn the whole uniform in at the end of the year and we'll reuse them for next year they also purchased the vinyl so we were able to oh and a cricket they were able to purchase us a cricket and the vinyl so we did our own decals on everything that we have so everything is custom we got together the parents during practice and with the cricket that the lore foundation helped us get They cut out decals, use the heat press, and they put them all on.
2: It looks like, too, because I've been to a couple of the practices. Obviously, I have a granddaughter who's part of all of this, too, and it's just adorable to see. But it looks like you've got real support from your parent group, too.
3: We've got some very dedicated parents. It's amazing.
2: All right, Yvette, tell me about this project from your perspective. And you have a little one involved, too, don't you?
5: I do. But disclaimer, that's not why I helped. I'm just putting it out there so that people don't get the wrong idea. But yes, my little niece is a part of it. But yeah, I remember the day too, as well as the way Jessica explained it. It was a soccer game out at Chapman Park. And I don't even remember if it was Rita or Chelita. I think, who told me, hey, you should talk to Jessica. And I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to she was running around like a mad woman. So I waited for the game to end. And then, you know, we started talking and I said, Hey, I'm Yvette with the Laura Foundation. I'd love to tell you about what the work we're doing and see if there's any way that we can help that we can work with you. And yeah, we scheduled a meeting and we met that following week and her and Carissa came into my office and they told me about the history of how it all started and just all the work and commitment that they had put into it. And like she said, you know, just a lot of that funding that was coming out of pocket. Which I, you know, as a community member really appreciated because I know not all of us are like dripping dollar bills out of our pocket, right? And so that's a lot of money to come out of somebody's personal budget. And so I thought, well, let's see what we can do. Get me, you know, your budget item. Like, what's the need? You know, in our community, we do have a lot of families who cannot afford sports and things like this. And cheerleading is an expensive sport. I think a lot of people don't realize how costly it is to get all that stuff. And fortunately, we were able to approve the grant. And like Jessica said, you know, it was to help cover a lot of their stuff for the girls and their team. And I think part of the grant also was just some of the funding to build like team camaraderie.
4: Now that you brought that up, you were part of our decorating committee for our stampede float. Out of the kindness of her heart, she texted us and was like, hey, can I bring pizza and drinks? And that was out of her own pocket. You know, she didn't have to do that, but she did. And that's very special for us.
5: I remember watching their little performance at city council. I was at that meeting and this was before her and I had even talked. So I had their little dance in my mind. And I think it's great. I think it's great that you have these positive role models in these young kiddos' lives that who are trying to instill and teach them of being, like Jenny said, being productive community members and to not just to their community, but their family and their peers. So, yeah, that's just a short little summary of how it went down. Very exciting.
2: Is there a particular age range involved?
4: So last year, we didn't really have an age range This year, we were going to try it out with 5 to 10-year-olds. So we have that, but we're thinking of expanding it a little bit more just because there is more interest in it and hoping that we can cover all of the parks and rec and not just have cheer here and there. And now there's three coaches. We can split up and just do more. The more kids we get, the better
5: to add to that, I think at the middle school doesn't have a chair program. And I was approached by a little middle school girl who was like, I want to talk to you about lore. And I'm like, okay, what's your idea? <laughs> and she's like, I want to bring cheerleading to the middle school. Just because, you know, we've helped the Mata Vista youth chair program. And then we've also worked with the Mata Vista high school chair program. But I think if there was a way to kind of connect or bridge that gap where there's like the age group of like middle school kids who want to participate but don't have anyone where to do so. That would be the perfect opportunity for these girls to recruit them.
4: So we actually cheered at middle school games this year because they didn't have a coach. So we reached out to Richie Madrid, who's the athletic director there. And we actually cheered at some of the home football games.
2: You've been obviously involved as you've grown, going out and doing different events. Obviously the football games, you did the Sky High Stampede Parade. You were at the Suds and Sounds event, which is so funny because it was like this wall of parents all around (laughs) the kids. And everybody had their cell phones up. <laughs> it was just amazing to see. What other events have you been at this year?
4: Early this year, we did the wrestling tournament for the Wee wrestlers. That was March, I believe. We did that in March. That was our first real performance, and they did really good. They did amazing, and they learned a dance within two weeks, I think, and Jenny and I were out on the mats with them. That was amazing, but that was our first big performance, and then we did the city council, the poor boy car club show, and yeah, the stampede parade. We did the high school cheerleading camp. Now in September, uh, we performed with them. With the help of the Lore Foundation, we actually got to take all of our girls. No parent had to pay the fee for that. So that was amazing. So the Lore Foundation helped us, which helped the Mata Vista High School cheerleaders. That's pretty amazing. And then it was the RERC community meeting. So we did that too. And then some of the girls will perform Miss Kay's Dance Academy performance. And we want to perform more. We were hoping to be in the parade, but it just came so fast and it's cold. But um, wherever they invite us, we're going to be there.
2: What are some of the long-term goals and objectives and or future plans you have for the cheerleading group?
4: We're ambitious. I'm not sure if you all know about this, but our high school cheerleading team is on to state. That's really exciting. Yeah, but we placed first at the regional competition. So I have a family member that's part of that team. And I was texting Jenny from Colorado Springs. There are many cheerleaders here. How do we get our girls involved in this? And we were thinking for next year, how amazing would it be to contact that committee to see if our girls can perform as one of the the exhibitionist slots? How awesome would it be to have our small town group of girls go and compete where our high school cheerleaders are competing?
2: That'd be amazing. Yeah.
4: I don't know how to get in contact, but we're going to find out for next year. I'm sure you'd
5: see a bunch of us crazy Modavista folks up there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, how do we get here? And I was texting Jenny through the whole thing. I don't think I paid attention to anything but Modavista, but I was watching and I'm like, oh, we can do that. Our girls can do this. And so we have ideas. We want to do that. We want to try to find competitions somewhere. There's another cheerleading group that started because of the Moda Vista cheerleaders. In Del Norte? Yeah. So we were thinking, what if we have a little competition, a friendly competition between the two teams, you know, bring two schools together, two communities together. We have lots of ideas. I love it.
2: Well, let me officially invite you to Cinco de Mayo next year, Saturday, May 4th, downtown. We'd love to see you all out there and perform again bet what other kind of solutions are you looking for?
5: Like I've said before, it's just anything that's really a community need. My door's open, right? Open to everybody and whatever ideas come through. But we do have a lot of transportation barriers, you know, our water issues here in the Valley and in Mata Vista, housing. So if there's ideas about how we could address some of the housing issues here in Mata Vista, that'd be great. You know, Obviously, Lori can't come in and build 100 houses. That's not something we can do. But if there's something on a smaller scale that could help address some of these housing issues, that would be great. And then transportation, maybe there's voucher programs, or people have ideas like how we could kind of help people with some of those transportation barriers that they have to like getting to medical appointments or doing grocery shopping. There's a lot of different ways that we can help those. And of course, I have a lot of ideas, but I cannot champion my own project. So I want to hear from you, community. Let me know what ideas you have and let's talk about it. Let's get to work and make this even better. Let's help our community thrive and see what we can do to make life better for everybody here.
2: And there's no such thing as a really too crazy idea. Bring right. it and I know a lot of people have gotten with you. You'll get to sit down, you talk about things and you come up with viable possible solution.
5: Right. I think crazy, people can view that negatively, but I love crazy. So, I mean, if you have an idea that you think is crazy, bring it to me because I'm just as crazy. So, we'll work it out. We'll talk about it. But yeah, like don't hesitate. I'm pretty open and easy to talk to and we'll figure it out.
2: And readily available. And of course, all your contact information is also on this podcast webpage. So, if someone wants to reach out to Yvette, find out more and look into some of the solutions that have already occurred, certainly reach out to you. ladies. anything else that any of you would like to mention?
3: You guys have something really special in this valley that you guys have the Lore Foundation who cares so much about the people here and building a sense of community and and addressing the things that need to happen. Where I grew up, I don't really think there's much of anything like that. So it's really special to see that here.
2: I'd absolutely agree with that. Jessica?
4: I'm looking forward to see what next year brings and we're looking forward to seeing how our program grows. Any community members that want to come out and help us cheer, volunteer for something, we're always welcoming newcomers. Our doors are always open. We're a big family. They just have to reach out to one of us. We answer text messages, Facebook messages, anything that has to do with our girls.
2: And you're doing this year-round, too. This is not just a seasonal
4: Year-round. We end in April. Our registration starts in May. It goes all through May. We start officially start practice in June. And then our first big event is Stampede.
2: Busy, busy schedule. Yes. That is great. Yvette, anything else?
4: I'm really
5: happy and very thankful that Jessica and her team approached us and Laura was able to be a part of this amazing little group of girls, boys and the coaches. And I think it just shows how much we all care about our youth here in Mata Vista. And I think we just need to collectively come together as a community and support all of our kiddos, regardless of what their passion is or you know whatever sport they're in i think it's nice to have that parent support and i encourage parents to volunteer whether it's with this group or any other the groups cuz i know a lot of the schools also would like to have some volunteers yeah just putting it out there like we're a community and we need to come together for our kiddos and show them that we care about them
2: i would certainly urge you if you have the opportunity and know it's coming up go out and check out the Monta Vista youth cheerleaders again they're just an adorable bunch of our youth here they're doing great things under wonderful leadership, obviously. It's something you've got to see. Livability, opportunity, responsibility that, of course, is the focus of the Lore Foundation. They're working in rural places here in the Mountain West. And again, all of the contact information is on this podcast page, making it easy for you to get in touch with them. And we look forward to learning more about the Lore Foundation and the great work they're doing here in Monte Vista in future podcasts. Jessica, Jenny, Yvette, Thank you all for your time. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Adam. Thank you. LORE works with people in rural spaces to improve quality of life. They believe that many small actions can create lasting change, and they support solutions to problems the community has identified as priorities. Sometimes that help is funding. And sometimes it's simply connecting people and organizations with resources and to each other. For more information on the Lore Foundation in Monta Vista and how you can become involved, you can call 719-850-2312. That's 719-850-2312. You can also email yvette at lorefoundation.org. That's I V e t t e at lorefoundation.org or just drop by her office during the week located at 101 chico court suite a come back each month as we bring you another informative interview with the vet and the people she's working with right here in the heart of the san luis valley monta vista colorado
0: We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the valley. You can help spread the word, too, by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, and SL Voices production.